So I've switched my little red button on in the hope that this is now recording, Di, because it's been a while <laughs> since we've had a podcast. And the reason for that is about four weeks ago, we sat and, that? we sat and did a podcast. Yeah. Which, and it was absolutely it was amazing. Brilliant. Probably the best, the best one. The best one we've ever done, Di. But unfortunately, <laughs> it didn't record. Ugh. Pathetic technical really? skills coming well, to the fore again. No, 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 no because you. I I did. You do it. I did that thing of repeatedly <laughs> uploading. You going? No, it must be there. No, it's not there. Yeah. So um, I know out there our audience of thousands have been have been gasping for yes. another podcast, saying, "Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> Their lives have been empty." So we can only apologise. Yeah. I can only apologise because it was my fault. So this one better be recording, um, otherwise it's back to the drawing board. Um, but since we last met... So actually it works out. It works you're out sorting, well. You're it sorting out well. your papers. Yes, yes, um, sorry, yes. No, no, that's fine. We like that background, <laughs> background shuffling. shuffling is good. Uh, since we last met, we've had the final <gasps> book club... Uh, for 2018 to 2019. Yeah. We're all a year older, a year not wiser, and we've had a great old time with five books, haven't we? Yes. Um, and what we do is we do some fiction, we do a non-fiction, we do a poetry, don't we? Yes. To try and make yes. sure we get a nice range of texts. And... Uh, on the last session, we like people to tell us which ones are their favourites. Yes, we have this sort of book of the year. Book of the year. Da-da. Da-da. The Derby Teachers yes. Book Group Awards. And it's quite interesting that the first one, we try and have a book that goes right across, right across. don't we? That, so yes. that the first one, the school, if it's sending somebody to the key stage one, key stage two one, which quite a few schools do. Yes, which is a good idea. It's brilliant. So it means that they're starting off with the whole school having a similar text and it was the Night Gardener, which we have talked about in previous podcasts, so we won't won't go into that. But that did come out as very near the book of the year for both. For both. For both, really. And I think it... Did it come out for Key Stage 1? Yes, it definitely did for Key Stage 1. Um, slightly more mixed for Key Stage 2, yes. but not, you know, not... Was that your... Oh, we've talked about... Oh, did we talk about... I think this is on the missing podcast, so we better talk about this. Um, can't remember what we've said now. Um, was that your number one out of the five that we did in Key Stage 1? Um... I don't know, I don't know, because I do like After the Fall. Yeah. And I'm sort of, I'm over-familiar with The Night Gardener now. Right. Um, because we've used it for other things. So I still think it's absolutely brilliant. And the Fan Brothers, um, you know, they're, they're, they're just going to go from 
greatness to greatness, I think. They're just, yeah. They're just really great, the authors of The Night Rider. Mm. I want to call it The Night Rider. Every time I call it The Night Rider, that, which was a, a the man with a car. That's right, that my sons loved when they were... Well, no, no, it's Night right? The talking car, the wasn't talking it? The car, the kit. Yes. Was it called kit? That was it, yes. Why? Why don't they bring that back? Because it was such a great programme. Right, are you listening but, out there? Yes. yes. <laughs> People I in think, media. I think I've sorted them like this because the interesting one, the interesting one is poetry. Yeah, look, right. It is very Marmite. It is, yes. Isn't it poetry? Still, even though we're trying our best to yes. get people to love poetry, it still comes out as number five or number... Or oh, number one. One. Yeah. And that's really interesting. And that happened in Key Stage 1 and in Key Stage 2. That So the poetry book for Key Stage 1 this year was um, Blue, Balloons. Blue Balloons and Rabbit Ears by Hilda Oft Often. Yeah. And, um, you know, and for Key Stage 1... You know, we've got, we've got things like um, great poems written in different formats which were very encapsulating. Gosh, that's a good nice word, word, isn't it? And uh, we have done a lot of work on poetry this year and the children really enjoyed them. Um, so that's at one end, Key Stage 1. Um, and then at the other end, somebody who wasn't very sure about what to do with the poems. Right. Nothing, um, just read them. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Um, and so it was, it was interesting that... And some people just left it blank. Oh, not even... It's got a and U. Even put haven't read. Right. And um, things like that. So that was... And in Key Stage 2... Yes. Um, which was... Which the book was Overheard in a Tower Block by Joseph... <laughs> mm. I'm going to say Colo, but, but that's not how he said it. He, I can't, can't remember, remember how he said, said it. C O E L L. And I must admit, it, it, it is a challenging. It is a challenging it is. book. It is. Um, the poems are challenging, but I think they're brilliant. Um, yes. So we've got a comment here. Love the poetry personally, but Year Five would struggle to access vocabulary and language choices. Yes. Yeah. But then somebody else has put um, new fan of his poetry. Yeah. Children enjoyed it at school. So these are all anonymous. We don't know yes. who wrote it or anything. So, um, and, and then there was somebody who, uh, who said that, that they passed it around the year six pupils who loved it. And they did some great lessons from the poetry as well. So... It's interesting that we get this sort of, it's no, there's no middle ground with poetry. It's just, you either like it or you, you don't. Which yeah. is a, but it's a great shame. It is. And I think as teachers, you have to almost put your personal reaction to poetry to one side. Yes. Because I think some people are uh, very much sort of marked <laughs> by how they Definitely. were taught yes. poetry yes. or... If they've got particular memories of yes. learning poetry, yes. which was dry as dust, yeah. and yeah. all of those things mm. come back to people, and it it kind of puts them off. But that thing of I don't know what to do with it. Well, 
just read it. Yes. You know, let yeah. children hear it. Yes. Just doesn't, don't do anything with yes. it. Don't turn it into a teaching unit. Yes. But on your reading aloud sessions, read some poetry. Yes. Um, or two minutes before the dinner bell, mm. read some poetry mm. and mm. just start immersing children. And it would be interesting to know in school libraries, class libraries, if teachers have got poetry in there as well for children to choose yes I, yes I, it's, it's interesting I think I must admit I've grown to like it a lot in terms of working with children because but children really like they it they do they see I think that's the, that's the issue that we might not be that keen, but actually children yes. love it. Yes, because we think it's difficult. Yes. And yeah. But actually, one of the great benefits of poetry is that it is. Dif- I think it is difficult. Yes. Because but it's it's condensed language, mm. isn't it? It's very. So there's a lot to get your teeth into, and don't, so don't worry about. Perhaps when we look at it. Next year, you know, I hope we're going to do the poetry book. Yeah, next definitely. year, we could, we could actually perhaps deliberately just take one or two poems and yes. just really concentrate on those, those rather than and unpick them. Yes, back. rather than think about the whole book. Even ask them to just read one or two of the poems, not read the whole yes. book, just read one or two of the poems. But maybe children also like it because all bets are off. They can yes. They can say what they think yes. that means, yes. rather than yes. you know, kind of trying to mm. deal with a huge piece mm. of text that depends on what you've understood before and what yes. you're going to understand yeah. afterwards and all of that sort of stuff. It's yes. just that, as you say, that condensed, bite-sized yeah. piece of text. And I wonder as well is that you know, not all poetry rhymes. <laughs> So, but but even so, very frequently, more frequently than rhyming poetry, really, is that it has a rhythm. Yeah. And um, so, for example, you know, Tiger, Tiger, you know, William Blake. I've used that. I don't know what it means, and they certainly don't. But the rhythm in it. Yeah. It's, they learn it by heart so quickly and enjoy saying it. But I think it's the rhythm of the language. It's very pleasing. Um, so, yes. And in connection with that, that's reminded me. Yeah. There's World Poetry Day coming yes. up. Yes. I think 3rd of October. Yes, something like that. Yes. And the website we often mention in respect to poetry CLPE Poetry Line they have got some fantastic resources up there for World Poetry Day lessons plans around um, some really lovely poems I think Joseph Cohen is up there one of his poems yes Um, so that's and it's all free teachers can download it I think actually, I think it's National Poetry Day on October the third. Yeah. So, um, yes, it's just such a a brilliant website. If you're feeling a little bit, you know, lacking in confidence I'm with it, sure. and I think loads of people do, actually look at that website yeah. for lesson plans and yeah. things because they do actually 
give you such tremendous ideas, yeah, I think. Some yes. fantastic yes. Um, ideas on it. I was yeah. just looking at it yesterday. So yeah. we recommend that one yes. to people. Yes. So what else do we want to say about these books? The Key Stage 2 winner, winners, um, that was a little bit more unclear, wasn't mm. it? So mm. Night... Uh, Night Gardener came out well in Key Stage yes, 2 as definitely. well. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the last book that we looked at, or books we looked at this year, uh, Sky Dancer and The Wild Robot. So Sky Dancer by Jill Lewis, The Wild Robot by Peter Brown, who is yes. an author I'd never heard of before, Peter Brown. Um they were very, very popular. Yeah. We we had two groups, didn't we? This which is slightly yes. unusual. I had the Wild Robot group and um the generally the consensus was very, very positive about the Wild Robot. People seem to really, really like it in that their children really, liked really liked it. it. Because yes. I have to confess, I read it as an adult and I didn't particularly like it. I found these very short chapters and the sort of slightly repetitive pattern of the story um, didn't grab me. But having heard the teachers talking about it, I thought, well, yeah, this is a great book. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. I was a teacher in year three, four, listening to some of the teachers in that book group, I would definitely use the wild robot next year yeah. in yeah. my, my yes. English yeah. um, planning um, or in my reading for pleasure because they were so effusive about it and talking about how the children were so engrossed in what happened yes. to the, uh, the girl robot. Yes, Roz. Roz, the girl yeah. robot. Yeah. So that was interesting from my point of view because I think yes. you can read books as an adult and yes. they're not particularly yes. engaging. Yeah. But yeah. for these purposes, you almost have to put your, you know, see it through a child's Oh, absolutely. Eyes. I thought actually both the wild robot and Sky Dancer. Yeah. They are just, I think they're both really good read aloud books. Yes. Because of the short chapters. Yes. Um, because I think, you know, when you're reading aloud yeah. every day, if the chapters, it's so. Where do you start? It, you know? it, it actually, um, the author is giving you the gift of being able to stop and. Yes. And both of them, I think, had had chapters that you know. Jill Jill Lewis is the master of chapter endings. We we yes. talked about that a lot. She um, likes she, a cliffhanger. She likes a cliffhanger, or she is giving you a hint about what's happening in the next chapter. Yeah. So there's so much mileage in there. And again, the chapters are short. So that you can, for reading aloud, it's just brilliant, and the author really helps you, which is is really good. We talked about we talked about Sky Dancer, and um, with year five, with the year five six teachers, and 
it was quite one of the reasons you know we thought it would be quite good is that because it's it fits with with lots of stuff about deforestation yes. and environmental so issues curriculum but it's in this country and in fact it could be the peak district it could be very local right yeah so it was not the amazon yes it was something that the children could relate to directly but also i th- and on the second read of it for the book for preparing for it mm. My admiration for the book just grew, actually. I just think it's so terrific. There are so many elements in there that for a year five, six class, could you really use it for a unit of work for half a term? Now, that's what I was going to ask you, because I don't know, I might have got this wrong, but I'm getting an impression that reading is being taught separately from writing yes. in some yes. schools. Yes. So that idea that writing needs to spring from reading is maybe getting a bit lost. Yes. Now that lots of schools have gone for these explicit teaching of reading, that's not being brought into their teaching of writing. And that's a bit of a concern Yes, for me. Yes, because if you can't, if you've not seen it in text, you're not going to be able to replicate that in your writing. So this book, you think, would be an excellent, oh yes, unit. Yes, and actually, several of the teachers pointed that out. Yeah, there were so many opportunities for writing. That's encouraging. There were so many, but I think that I think that's an interesting thing that's happening. And that, you know, I've been thinking about it a bit, that, you know, we both, we've both done a lot of work on the teaching of the skills of reading, you know, yes, vi- you yes, know the super exactly, six and yes, visualising yes. all this. But that is just one element of reading, like phonics yes. is another element yeah. of reading. But the element of reading that is untestable is the pleasure. Yeah. It's the enjoyment. And actually, and that sort of children having a growing confidence about themselves as readers and being able to um, talk to each other about what they read and about how they read and things like this. And if we're not careful, we've gone down, you know, we've, yes, we've realised, chopped it we've up realized, yes. yes, exactly, we've realised that yeah. there are these bits. Yeah. But then it's this other aspect, and, it, and I hate to say it, and I, have, and I hate to sound like a nerd, <laughs> but there's no getting away from it. And that, I yeah. hate to even have anything that's vaguely complimentary to certain people <laughs> but it is there the pl- reading for pleasure and the elements of it are there in the national curriculum hey. and because they're not tested they're vanishing again yes and the but the irony is if you get the reading for pleasure oh, yes. right yes it will come through yes. in a test yes. not in its we yes. sometimes have flipped that around, yes. haven't we? Teach yes. the skills for the test yes. and hope that the reading yes. pleasure will come along. I, I don't know if you've seen this, and I'm going to be rubbish here at naming the bit of research, who did it, how many schools, all of that important stuff that you should talk about when you talk about research. 
but there, I think it was on the UKLA website um, or the Literacy Trust website um, in the, their news section. But somebody somewhere has done a piece of research. Now it's for year seven and eight children, so oh, slightly right. older. Right. And they asked English teachers to put aside their kind of normal approach, their normal planning of uh, through through the text, and simply read aloud, but quite quickly. So getting through mm. two mm. quite considerable meaty texts, mm. and I can't remember which mm. they were, um, in quite a quick time, much shorter than they would have normally mm. allocated mm. for working with those texts. Mm. Lots of reading aloud, lots of just talking asides, mm. thinking aloud. Yes. That kind of yeah. lesson. And... For particularly for disadvantaged children who are working below where they should mm. be, mm. those pupils, those students made remarkable progress in their reading. Mm. And you go, ah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. And the teachers in this report were yes. quite astounded at just right. the impact yes. of doing yes. much more yes. of that. And I think this there is something to do with the pace of it as well. Yes, and I suppose, yes. you know, we we do bring these longer texts, and that is a question you hear: how do we get through it? And I think you can't just do it in a literacy lesson mm, mm, and read a chapter mm, and work in it because mm, you'll be there for yes, weeks and absolutely. weeks, and that is yes, deadly. No matter yes, how good the book is, yes. there's got to be some pace, yeah. hasn't there? Yeah. So either people have to read it before, mm. the half term before, mm. or they read it at other places in the day. Yes. Don't yes. they? To get to get yeah. through it. Yeah. And just get that momentum going. Oh, absolutely. And I think the interesting thing is that the reading aloud the reading aloud thing, once the book has been read aloud, yeah. then the book and preferably more than one copy of that book should be available. Yes so that they can read it again yes. and then the next year we've talked about this before read it again yes. because actually it's building their confidence and in themselves as readers oh I can I can access this because yes. it's daunting yes it's really daunting you know I'm amazed at how many children's books for aimed at the older children you know five six year five six they are long yes you know, around 300 pages, do we really need novels that long? It's a big ask. Yeah. And somebody's got to be quite confident and very interested in order to keep maintain that focus for... So, and yet actually, we... Well, I don't know. There's all these sort of discussions about stamina and stuff like this. Mm. And, I, and I, I haven't found a sort of answer to it because I think it's very much it depends on the individual children. Yeah, how so they you, go, how they go. You've seen that through the book group yes, that you run for yes, children, haven't you? Yes. What, they, what they are drawn yeah. to and yeah. what they like. But I do think it's interesting at the teachers' book groups is the discussions we have. Yes. And I think those are the really important And books. actually, sometimes the discussions are more interesting when you have got a book that's a bit like Marmite. Oh, absolutely. So, yes. for instance, yes. Wed Wabbit. 
by <laughs> Lisa Evans. Evans. Yes. Um, was the second book we looked at in the Key Stage 2 yes. group. And that yes. was a real Marmite one, wasn't it? That Hardly book. anybody liked it. I liked it. I loved it. And, but I think... But that's probably because I was reading it as an adult again. Yes. But somebody said on last yes, week they'd they given did. it to a, a child and they absolutely gone. loved it. Good, yeah. And I think it's one of those recommendation yes. ones. Yes. A personal recommendation. Yes. Do you think... You see, I wonder as well whether it would be a really good reading aloud one. Yes. If, you'd have to be quite good at reading aloud. You'd have to be confident. Yes. Do the voices. Do the voices. But I think <coughs> you could have real fun with that. Yes. Because it is. And I think they'd get it then. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but that was an interesting one, wasn't it? It was. That was a bit of a... Because we learn all the time as well, don't we, about how to make selections and... Inevitably, some are more successful than others. Mm. Inevitably. Um, but the hard ones to find, I feel, the challenging ones are the non-fiction. Yeah. A, because they're expensive. They tend to be more expensive. They tend to be yes. more expensive. Yeah. And also, they're, by their very nature, they relate to a subject, yes. don't they? And yes. not everybody yes. is going to be looking yes. at that or interested in yeah. that. But we did well with, I think, the one we got, um, well, both of them for <coughs> the look, I'm a scientist. Do you want to... Yes, that so, was... You, you found that one, didn't you? Well, I, I, I was a bit concerned about it because I was thought it might be seen as too young um, and it could be used in different ways. Um, it didn't come out very particularly... You know, it came out at three and three and four, and with a lot of people. Um, but I, I think it's sort of one of those that actually children really liked. Um, in in my book club, they really liked sort of taking it home and doing the experiments. Yeah, and they so were it's, older, it's, weren't they? They're yes, and it's, and it's so it's bitter. yes, they were year three four. And um, they didn't have any problem with it being looking like younger children. Yeah, interesting. And um, but I think the way it was structured was quite interesting as well. And there were certain theme, you know, so that certain ways of having information that went through. Now that like for that. me is the key thing that's come through um, around the non-fiction books we've had in the book group yeah. and what else we've looked at. Because when you come to the book group, you get. A lovely sheet, mostly compiled by you, I have to oh, say. Oh, I know, because I'm just and, sad about this, yeah. And the, the way me. that information is being presented in a lot yes. of these books, yes. you've got flaps, you've got yes. books you can pull yes. out. Um, for instance, the Real Life Mysteries non-fiction yes. book that we had in yeah. Key Stage 2. The format of that The is format brilliant. is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Um, really engaging. I was... Um, I was doing a little session at a special school a few weeks ago and, and showed them that book and they said that would really grab some of our students because it's got this mm. kind of mm. murder mystery mm. look about mm. it with mm. post-its and evidence, evidence and, and CSI and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and if there's one, I'd love to see schools 
doing a bit more imaginative work yes, around nonfiction yes, and the way that yes, children get to present yes, it. Yeah. It's all got a bit and and I think <laughs> Yes, I, I think, you know, lots of children really enjoy nonfiction. I've been amazed in my book club with uh, year three, four, five, six, they really like biographies. Right, yes, yes. Um, I've been really surprised about that and um, interested. In fact, I was wondering for next year whether we should have one, Yeah. you know, yes, as a non-fiction. Because there's, and also, very often these books are in series. Yes. So, so we're very keen, we're very keen on getting... You know, you know, Harry Potter woke us up to the fact that once you get, we always have to know that actually, but once you hook them in on one, then they want to read the rest. The same thing yes. happens with non-fiction, in a way, but very much with biographies that, you know, they, you, when you get a particular format, it's like, it starts feeding it. And I have, um, I don't know about you, friends who that's their genre that they yes, like. Yes, definitely. Biographies. Yes, yes. They love that kind yes, of yes, reading. So yes. that would be great yeah. to give that to children. And it, it's it? interesting how they talk, you know, like, so there's one about, there's one about Coco Chanel. Yes. I think, yeah. And you think, whoa, who's that? But that, that book was described as inspirational. Fantastic. Because apparently, which I didn't know, but Coco Chanel was an orphan and was adopted and had a really tough childhood. Early, yeah. And so that was seen as inspirational by the children. And, Fantastic. You know, interesting, Fantastic. really interesting. I've learned that, that, that sort of thing. So, you know... Possibly next in, in, you know, we're learning all the time as well, Absolutely. aren't we? We never stand still. So that in the next book group for 2019, 2020, so how did we say it quietly? And this will be the fifth year? How is that possible? How has that happened? And um, I'm really sorry if you haven't actually signed in for yes. this, but because actually it's we're nearly full. And, new, it's, new, and, new, and, new and full. full has taken on a different meaning. Yes, we're even bigger. We're even bigger, more well, people, which is very gratifying. If you're listening to this podcast within a few days of us recording it, you might just be able to squeeze a space. <laughs> We've got a couple of spaces left. Otherwise, we'll just get too big, won't we? We don't it will get become, too big. Yes, yes. But um, we're really looking forward to carrying on definitely and pushing the boundaries yes bringing i think we've always said we want to bring books to people that they won't come across exactly and this is one of the comments that's most frequently used you know in this book of the year thing that lots of colleagues have said they've seen books that they would never have looked at which is great which is which we've we're possibly succeeding we're proud of that yeah and with that, yes. we'll finish up today. Yes. And we're going to have a little break during the holidays. And, and we'll get back together again in September and natter about books again. Yeah. Excellent. Have a good summer. <laughs> <laughs>